0: Country and in the world. God, please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in not the people, be acceptable in thy sight, all over. Yes. For you all my strength and you are my redeemer in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i pray help me lord today use me to your glory in jesus name i pray it amen Come with us today to the Old Testament book of Isaiah. The prophet who prophesied the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, more than any other. The person God called out and sent. With a message to God's people. God always sent a messenger to his people. That's how he rolls. The prophet Isaiah, Chapter 43, verses 1 through 7. Isaiah. 43, verses 1 through 7. And to listen now for the word of the Lord. Somebody say amen. Amen. But now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, the Holy One of America, of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you, because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you. I give people in return for you. People in exchange for your life. Fear not. For I am with you. I will bring your offerings from the east and from the west. I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up. And to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called Christian by my name, whom I created for my glory, and whom I formed and I made. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Look at someone and smile. Amen. Say, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. Don't, fear. Don't fear. God knows your name. Knows your name. Hallelujah. Glory amen. to God. Praise God's holy name. If God knows your name, that ought to be enough. Somebody say amen. Amen. This morning we hear the Old Testament prophet, preacher, pastor Isaiah delivering a word from God to God's people. God created the nation of Israel and made it special to him. God set Israel free from slavery and in her freedom God watched her turn from him to the world. We think this was just then, but it is certainly now too. Where in America, the mainline, now sideline denominations are all being emptied out. I was in a meeting the other day in the bishop's office and I said, you know, we have these meetings because we're addicted to meetings. Because we think if we say it, if we do it, that means something. But I have heard God in nothing we say. I haven't heard anything about the Holy Spirit in anything we're talking about. I just hear people's names. I don't care nothing about no people's names. I want to hear something. Tell me what God will do. Call the name of Jesus. Tell me about the Holy Spirit, where the word of God says, not by your might, not by your power. We can't turn a church around. We first got to humble ourselves before God and say, we sorry that we became more important than you. That's what was happening in chapter 42, the chapter just before. In this book of Israel, where God had said he was so angry with the people that he had done so much for and who had walked away from him, refused to call his name, didn't want to know who he was, were not in relationship with him anymore, for soon they forgot the God who created them. Chapter 42 ends with God's sorrow over the spiritual decay. That's what's happening in America today. It's a spiritual decay. Spiritual. If you want to know where God is, I'm going to tell you the truth. He's at the mega churches. It's just the truth. I'm not afraid, because he's interested in people, and he's interested in numbers. And he's not interested in churches where people are more interested in each other than they are in him. You don't go to these big churches and hear the names of the people who are members of the church. You hear the name of the pastor. You hear the name of God. You hear the name of Jesus. And you hear the name of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen. That's the same thing in the word of God. Those are the names you hear in the word of God. God However God was sorry and angry and upset about the people he had blessed and the temples were becoming empty Chapter 43, where we find our lesson for this morning, God says that despite the people's spiritual failure, he's going to show them some mercy. Somebody say, thank God for mercy. Thank God for mercy. And when we so arrogant in the church that we can't say, God, we messed up. God, we sorry. God said I will show them mercy and I'm going to bring them back, bring them back, bring them back. One of the experts, now they've called in. You know, you can name all these businesses who have closed up. That's how things are moving today. If you ain't doing it right, just close it. Because if you ain't moved with the times, those businesses that didn't keep up with the times, the churches that didn't keep up with the spirit, hallelujah. God is saying, but you know what? I want to bring them back. The experts are saying they hope it's not too late for mainline denominations to turn themselves around. Mm. Me too, God. Lord, have, have mercy. So God says, in his mercy, he wanted to bring them back from their wandering and sin and restore them back to him. Oh, that's a good word. It's one thing to be out of line with God, but the greatest blessing is when God says, hey, come on home. When God says, I forgive you, come on back, that's the good news of this lesson, that God was so upset, but then God changed his mind and he would give them an outpouring of love, he thought, not his anger or punishment that Isaiah had told them, unless you get it right, God is going to destroy all of y'all so you don't like prophets like that. But Isaiah was just saying what God told him to say, and so am I. God said, you know what, Isaiah, I want you to go tell them this time. I'm just going to give them an outpouring of my love and not anger or punishment. Then the world would know that God alone, you know what? If our churches begin to fill up and we make disciples for Jesus Christ, which is our mission, the whole world will know God did it. Oh, my God, it's going to take a miracle of God. Somebody say amen. God said, you do that, And and the world will know that it was me. There is hope in God. Our hope is in God. So listen, beloved, this scenario sounds all too familiar. God's people, Christians today, finding themselves running away from God, not going to church, not praying, not being obedient, not reading the word. Christians, down and out of the confusing world. We understand how it feels to be down and out sometimes, to be worried sometimes, to be overwhelmed, to be depressed, to be filled with fear. In fact, we're living in a culture that wants us to be Fearful. The Bible is filled with this human behavior. What's happening in America today to God's church is not the first time. But then, out of their singing the blues, out of their hurts, their pains, their struggles and anxieties, comes a wonderful, uplifting word from God. Nobody's word matters more than God's word. Thank you, Lord. The prophet preacher delivers a message to the people that is filled to overflowing with God's love and hope and restoration and deliverance with God's affirmation and God's acceptance. Listen again carefully to what God promises to do. For those spiritually empty down in the dumps, Israelites. And for us Christians today, listen at this. God says in verse one, God says, Ho. Oh, I, he who created you, oh Jacob, I formed you, oh with first. So fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Somebody say glory to God. Glory to God. There's hope coming. Glory to God. Glory to God. Beloved child of God, the first promise in our lesson is this one. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be scared. scared. Do not be afraid. You know, fear is a spirit. Say, fear not. God will be with you when you're going through. And he knows me. Jesus, my name. Look at your neighbor say, he knows, my name. he knows my name. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Y'all looking for people to know your name. Uh, if God knows your name, that's more than enough. If God knows your name, that's more than enough. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't care if the president of the United States knows my name. God knows my name. Hallelujah word. It's a word from God reassuring us that we don't have to fear anything. God says, do not fear, do not fear, because I, the Lord of the universe, the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who has all power and all knowledge and all wisdom and all glory and all of everything needed to live life in abundance. Uh liberated you. You are special to me. You are a Christian. Listen his name say, I am a Christian. My name is Christian. See, what's happening to us with the denominations, we start you know, we start worshiping the denomination. People say, what's your faith? You've heard me say this. So I'm a Methodist. Methodism is not a faith beloved it's not a faith beloved you're a Christian and to God it doesn't matter if you Methodist, Lutheran, Presbyterian these are all the ones who are dying it doesn't matter to him what matters to him is that you are a Christian who happens to be a United Methodist I said in the meeting, I said, you know, I am not going to go to hell wearing this name. I will throw it away in a minute. Jump up and join the church that I see the Holy Ghost all over, knowing that God is happy with what they're doing. Listen, unless we bow down, unless we humble ourselves. I can't fix us. I pray for the denomination I grew up in. But I'm more of a Christian. If it falls, I don't fall. Because I am a Christian. In other words, God is saying you unsafe friends now, they might need to be afraid. Your unsafe co-workers, they may have reason to be anxious, but you know who you are. Not you. Not you. God says, I redeemed you. Do you know what that means? God says, I picked you up. I washed you clean from all of your sins. I chose you out of the crowd, called you by name while you were still in your mama's womb, made you a royal child of mine. You ain't got to be scared. Not you. Not you have something other people may not have God says you have me I tell my children that sometimes when I think about losing my mother at 21 and they complain and I say you have something I didn't have at 21 me <laughs> somebody in there ought to know what I'm talking about Huh? get over it I did I had God all the time, all the time. God said, don't be afraid, because you have me. I'm your father. You don't have to be afraid. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Get over the natural father who didn't do all you. thought. I'm your father. I will never leave you or forsake you only one who can make you promises that I can keep. I am your I am yours. You belong to me. Look at the name and say I belong to God. Say don't hate. hate. And he knows my name. name. God, we got name hunger problems in America. Name (laughs) hunger. Jesus, Sit down. Name hungers. If God knows my name and you don't, that's good. That's fine. That's fine with me. Beloved, beloved, I'm here to tell you today that you don't have to fear. Most of the fears we have never manifest anyway. You know, we have a, we have a thing about the meaning of fear. That's why we say today that fear is false evidence appearing real. F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. Lord knows that I have made it my business to confront and get over so many fears that I used to have. And I've entertained my fears. I'm scared of death. I'm scared of death. I'm, I'm scared. I don't. I <laughs> Furthermore, we need to understand that when we talk fear, we talk worry. Did you know that? And we all find ourselves worrying about one thing or another that usually never happens either. The Bible says, be anxious for what? Nothing. Listen, faith and fear both demand that you believe in something you can't see. Which one are you going to pick? Because it's what you pick. See, the thing that... okay. Christians, until we work on our mind... We will never change. Our minds are messed up. Somebody say "Glory to God. Our minds. What you going to pick? Because the good news this morning is that fear is an optional misery. You don't have to worry. And you don't have to be afraid. Fear and worry is not focused on you. It's not forced on you. Every time you feel worried, you choose in one of them. Fear of faith. Am I going to fear people that have faith in God? Glory to God. Am I going to fear my situation or believe in God? It's a choice. This one area where we who are believers in Jesus Christ have a distinct and definite advantage over unbelievers. When you know God and his words, you know you don't need to fear or to worry. People say they don't come to church anymore because church people are no different from them. <laughs> Isn't that something they, they know? They even know we ought to be different from the world. And secondly, here's God's promise in Isaiah 43:2. When you pass through the waters, that's them little bitty troubles. He said, I'm gonna be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, that's those big troubles, they will not sweep over you. Boo, you're a Christian. So God is saying, you won't drown, you will survive, because I'm the one in control of the seas. And when you walk through fire, you will not be burned. Flames can't set you ablaze, because I, God, control the thermostat. your problems are. Tell your problems how big your God is. Because I'm the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Someone, someone, someone asked God, say, God, why are you taking me through trouble waters? God, I just just asking, I'm not being disrespectful, Father, but I just want to know why you why you taking me through trouble waters? And God said, Because your enemies can't swim. Don't fear because God knows your name. Some of you need to go home. You know that make some brave big old posters. Put them all over the house. See, because one thing sometimes with these mainline denominations that are now on sideline, one thing is that the people don't know the word. <laughs> That's not what they went to church for. They went for each other. They, they, don't, they don't know the word. So all of us are trying, and I know because I was raised, born and raised in this denomination. And I've traveled all over the country to churches of all sizes. That's why the new churches are calling themselves the word churches. And that's why people used to say, I go there, but I, I don't get filled. Because the only thing that can fill your spirit is the word of God preached you can't even hear without a preacher and we have denominations that don't even respect preachers and God sent them which means you don't respect who God respects I don't know what's going on sometimes it's just going around and around like it's just about to spin out and if we don't get it right it is some of you need to go home and just make some big posters and put them all over your house That just, just say, say God is with me Oh, Jesus. God is with me. Girl, don't you forget. Don't be worried about mama, and them and your cousins and your friends. Don't be worried. God is with me. God is with me. You need to remind yourself over and over that. You need to put it on your refrigerator door. You need to put it on the windshield visor. You need to put it on your bathroom mirror. Make a great big old post. Talk about a great big old post and put it in your living room. Say, God is with me. Put another one. Say, I am not alone. Say, I will not fear. As I grow up spiritually, and I'll keep going because I want it so badly, the best time of my life. Is when I'm in my healing room in the house, just me and him. Just me. I can go for days and weeks, just me and him. So first he says, do not be afraid. Then he says, I'm with you in trouble. And then the third part is, for I am the Lord your God. Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom Cush and Seba in your stead Since you are precious and Honored in my sight and because I love you who can love You more than God Give some attention To the one who loves you most I will give Men in exchange for you and people In exchange for your life. In other words the promise Is this. God says I will fight for you Oh glory to God this battle is not mine. It's the Lord's. And I'm bold enough to tell my enemies, you better stop messing with me, devil, because this is private property. I belong to God Almighty. I am covered with his blood. You can't just walk up in here on me like that because this, devil, you can't touch this. Look at your neighbor say, Tell the devil you can't touch touch. this. Listen, God will fight for you. And God will fight for you, God will fight for me whenever anybody attacks us. I've been a pastor long enough to know everybody who's been in the church ain't saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy (laughs) Ghost. My greatest attack has come from people who call themselves Christians. I got a discerning spirit right now. I see some of them, I go, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, when we are hurt, when we are attacked, you know, it's our natural tendency to want to get people back. You know, somebody hurt you, you want to hurt them back. You know what I mean? That, that's not only childish, but it's not Christian. Like, what you do to me, I'm going to do to you. No, he said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, not as they do unto you. My good Lord, have mercy. The thing with me is the best thing is to surround myself with people who I believe love the Lord. Spend as little time with other folk as I can. Somebody help me. I'd rather be in the street with people who don't even know who God is until they see me and I tell them than to be around some folk who think they know him and they don't. Somebody help me up in here. How do you know if somebody is really a Christian by their fruit? Oh, you know how we do. We want to tell them off. We want to get even with people, but that doesn't work, beloved, because you can't worry about getting even or getting revenge or taking retaliation out of somebody who don't even matter. Why are you going to waste your time and energy over that? Sure, you could be out having fun man you could be out looking for a wife I don't know at the mall or somewhere with a lot of women in the mall <laughs> you ain't got time to be worried about what people say what people do people don't mean that much somebody help me up in here it's just sick how obsessed we become with ourselves and with people God forgive us it's all about you Wasting your precious time when you could be doing something for fun. What you need to do when people try to hurt you is two things. Remember who's in charge of your life. The Lord is for me, so I don't have to be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? You might can hurt my body, but my spirit, you can't kill it. One plus God equals a majority. This is what you say. God likes me. And if you don't like me, that's your problem because I like me, whether you like me or not, because I like me. Why? Because God likes me. Glory to God. Start spending time with God. Start spending time in the word. You can never be in relationship with God and not know his word. And so too, just remember, remember, this battle is not mine, it's the Lord's. God will fight my battles. Anybody who messes with me, God will tear them down. The Bible says to the prophet, "I will bless those who bless you, and I'll curse those who curse you." Hey, you can't. You can't touch this. Remember the battles. not let God defend you. Don't even lord yourself trying to get even with nobody. Only hurt somebody when it's in defense. Don't be trying to hurt nobody because they hurt you. Get over it. God will heal you. You and I have better things to do than spend our time on people who don't want to do the right thing. Help me up in here, somebody. Romans 12 and 19 says, never avenge yourselves. Leave that to God. God says, I will repay those that deserve it. God is very awesome of what people do. He's aware of what people do to you. He knows your name. And then our lesson teaches us this morning, don't be afraid for I am with you. I'll bring your children. Listen at this. Listen at this. When people talking about your children, listen to what God says. When you fearful for your children, when you worried about your children, look what God says. Thirdly, our lesson teaches us this morning, don't be afraid for I am with you. He keeps saying that. You know, do not fear in the Bible is in the Bible, 356 times, one for every day. Do not fear, I am with you. I will bring your children. Ooh, God Almighty. God says, I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I say to the north, give them up, devil, and to the south. Do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. They don't belong to us. They belong to God. Our children are not our children. Our church is not our church. (laughs) The things we call ours are all God's. It's all God. He said, bring my sons from afar, my daughters. We forget sometimes that our children are gods. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, who I formed and who I made. In other words, God is saying, no matter where your children are in life at this moment, I'm still going to bring them out. Glory to God. Go out to lunch. Go out to a movie. Don't worry about your children. God Stop rescuing them. Stop hovering over them. Stop worshiping them. God got them. You just got to open your mouth and ask God to take care of them. That's right. And then walk away knowing that God will do what you ask him to do. Hallelujah. God is saying no matter where your children are. God will work in me and in mine. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says, me and my whole household shall be saved. I don't talk about my kids. That's probably the reason they like to stay around me. I don't talk about them because I've given them to God. So whatever phase they're going through, Like they got issues with the church because they know how the church has treated their mama. Hallelujah, God. Most preachers say that about their kids. Preachers' kids are real confused because they know the real story. (laughs) They know. They know that they know. Don't bother me. Let them go through that. They've been hurt too. God got them. It's never too late for God. God. Some of your children won't know God like they ought to know him till they're 50, just like you. (laughs) Some of y'all 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, you still don't know who God is. (laughs) Glory to God. They are saved. They don't even know they're saved, but I know they're saved. We can't continue to look at our situations or the situations of our children. Be afraid. God is saying in Philippians, God who began a good work in you is sure to continue it until it's finished. My prayer is, Lord, please don't take me. Before I finish my assignment. That's why I'm back in the pulpit. A preacher said, don't let God take you off before you finish your assignment. Because the only way my life can give God glory is that I die to me and live to him. Is that what's important to him is important to me what I want, what I think, all is second to what God wants me to do. Let me finish my assignment. Jesus said in John, Lord, I finished my assignment. After he rose from the cross, he said, Lord, I finished my assignment. And now my life has given you Look at somebody, say he knows, your name. he knows your name. A new year's on the horizon, and next Sunday we'll be in 2020. And as you welcome in the new year, child of God, what you have to know is that God loves you. And child of God, has to be more than enough. Why is that not enough? We're just (laughs) needy-greedy for somebody to love us, take care of us, pay us attention. The devil is alive. God loves me. God loves you. And that all If you never call me God loves me if you never put me in the bulletin God loves me if you never call my name A spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and love and self-control. Our greatest enemy today is not on the outside. Our greatest enemy today is in a me. And it's inner you. Our aim in life is to be in relationship with our God. In relationship with our God. all that crazy stuff. Are you that much in relationship with God? Do you talk to God more than you talk to people? Do you listen to God more than you listen to people? Do you hear God's voice and recognize it just like you would the voice of one of your children? 2020 is the year to move it on higher. To move it on higher. The mission of God's church is to make disciples for Jesus Christ. You can't fix it. You can't ignore it. You can't mess it up. But we are not doing what God. Tells us to do until we go and make disciples of Jesus Christ. That's what be our focus. It gets more and more every year. think he my friend, but the devil is a lie. I shall. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Our aim in this life is to be in relationship with God. If you have a problem in relationships with people, one, so what? But if you do, it's because you have a problem in your relationship with God. People say, Pastor, don't nobody like me. Well, you got some issues, boo. <laughs> now it don't mean cause everybody like you that you okay, because what I have found out in relationships, two crazy people can stay together forever. <laughs> 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 uh. Like attracts like. Somebody say, I've been married 50 years. Oh, yeah, that don't mean nothing to me. (laughs) Two crazy people can stay together. Two well people can stay together. But you put a crazy and a well and something might not stick forever. God loves us. Because God knows my, my, name. When I go and transition to the other side, and he hears me say, holy, 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 he goes, I know that voice. Right. My friend who was dying of cancer and didn't know anybody in the room, nobody she didn't know her husband her mom she didn't know anybody in the hospital room she knew one name oh god she loved the lord she was one of the most spiritual people i have ever known she loved god and she opened her mouth and she said the name I want to call. If I don't know any other name, Jesus, and I want to hear him say back, Lydia, because there's a young woman who's a singer now and writes a lot. I'm going to tell you, do not judge the state of the church by Methodists, Lutherans, Presbyterians, Catholics, Episcopalians, don't, 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 same story for all of that group right there, that group right there. But I spent nine months in retirement at the Potter's House in Dallas, worship experience except for my home church in Dallas that went to 7,000 that I've ever been in. 30,000 people. I felt the presence of God like I never felt it before. That's where God is today. He's taking us to a new level. This young woman says, you know what? She says, He knows my name. He knows my name. at the sky and see the clouds and know he he knows my name when I'm on a cruise ship and I'm meditating over the ocean and I look out at the ocean and I say oh my god he he knows my name when I look at a mountain I go my god my god he Amen. some people he knows my you need to get over way. some situations refocus because it's all way. about him